of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and discuss that topic for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron, and you cannot stop me from making a cake. Thank you. I yeah, keep accidentally doing... All, at all times. In every goddamn <laughs> stupid intro, I keep accidentally doing uh, the joke from Anchorman that I arrived to independently, and then remember <laughs> uh-huh, that it's from okay. a movie I hated in 2004. <laughs> you have a memento uh, remembrance <laughs> sequence every time you say it. I, I hate think... that movie with... with Like, less now that people don't talk about it as much anymore, but I've hated it since the moment that it was released and everyone else loved it and would say the bad jokes from it all of the time. I like it. It's pretty good. I'll still watch it if it's on cable. I think the the, many- I respect that opinion because you know what you don't do? Say any of the jokes from it ever in your life. I didn't know that you liked it, and that means that you're a good fan. Uh, I would like to point out that our mother walked out of that movie in theaters. <laughs> good. Yes. Um, but also, I would like to point out that I think the main problem that you're... The mistake you're making, Jeff, is thinking that just saying your name with a question mark at the end is a joke. Yeah, that's the same... I That's the same error that was made by the screenwriters of Anchorman, yes. The Legend of Rod Burgundy. I guess what I'm saying is, how are you better than the people who wrote Anchorman? Because... I am being thrust into a moment where I have to say my name and I want to do it in a different and funny way and that's all I can come up with in a split (laughs) second, whereas I assume they spent at least a year with minimum four people writing that movie. Yeah, that's probably true. I often, when I'm watching a movie or TV show, I'm struck with the thought of, like, people had time to do better than this. Yeah, I... That happens, like... We have talked. We talked briefly about the Last Jedi, and its biggest problem is the pacing is miserable, and like the plot is kind of meandering. That's the problem with almost every movie I go and see. I see yeah. a lot of movies now. I saw forty three of twenty seventeen's movies in twenty seventeen, and the ones that stick out are the ones that like stuff keeps happening and it keeps happening and they don't belabor the same plot points over and over or just have like nothing happen for a while for no reason yeah i feel like movies feel like they have to explain too much nowadays like a lot of classic movies if you try to think well where did this guy even come from (laughs) like that's not a question the movie's interested (laughs) in answering (laughs) i kind of like that though when i watch a movie that doesn't feel the need to explain everything it's kind of nice it feels more like it's part of a bigger universe whereas fucking (laughs) i forget who made the joke i think it was on the flop house but somebody being like uh, a movie telling the origin story of Han Solo's vest, like, does <laughs> that's not definitely to going me. to happen. That's I know go- that comes out in like two months. <laughs> I know, and it's gonna be bad. And one of the main reasons it's gonna be bad is because, like, 
Han Solo is great because you get you get everything you need to get about him in the first one second of him being on film. Yeah, so, you don't even need to see him shoot that guy, and you already know that he would be the type of person who would shoot that guy. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. To, to try to sell me on, but wouldn't you like to know where that all came from? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know about the Kessel Run. I don't want to hear about the last time Ben Kenobi heard that name. <laughs> like, yeah. I just... I, I made a joke that when they finally announced that they're gonna, like, start production on an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, I was like, ooh, we're gonna find out uh, how long it's been since he heard the name Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then I realized, that's definitely a scene in the movie. Okay. That's Here's going to be in that movie. Though. Here's how they could make it good, though. Put you and McGregor uh, in it, and it'll just automatically be good. <laughs> nope. The actual answer is, you find out that Han Solo and uh, Chewbacca fucked. Like, yeah, for a no, long time. Weird. And then they never talk about it again. Yeah, like, That's they, why you haven't heard about it. They fucked, and it got really complicated, and they're like, you know what, we really should have just stayed friends, this was a mistake, let's, like, let's just put this behind us and stay good friends. I think that that should happen. Let's go somewhere and pay for them to give us drugs to make us forget about it. Okay, this. hold That's on. That can probably happen. Is Chewbacca <laughs> sentient? Yes. He yeah, doesn't ever somewhere. display intelligence beyond that of a dog. That is absolutely untrue. Yeah. No and one else... No one a lot else of the speaks Rishuk. Han Solo has. Jeff, where he also wants to run away. Have you ever seen a, jo- a dog line up a sniper shot? Like that's a crazy thing you're saying. I have seen. Uh, I have seen on uh, fluff pieces on the local news dogs that can be trained to go buy six packs of beer. So honestly, mm-hmm. it just because he has thumbs doesn't mean he's smarter than a dog. Hold okay, on. but what? he can fly a spaceship though. You can't even do that. Was this That's news fair. thing? Was this news uh, piece a sting about which liquor stores will sell beer to dogs? <laughs> that dog is definitely about? not over twenty-one. <laughs> it's it's forty-five in dog years, though. <laughs> that is the most illegal thing I've ever heard. Oh, this dog has a backpack for beer, so okay, that's fine. <laughs> this, Louisa, the dog can't open the beer. <laughs> It would need to have a chained <laughs> monkey on its back to get Uh-oh. into that beer. All right, Name now buddy, it's... cop show. Okay, Chewbacca <laughs> is definitely not smarter than a dog with a monkey on its back. And the monkey is not alcoholism. The dog is, <laughs> is perfectly in control of its drinking. Can any of us say that we are smarter or more effective than a do- trained dog with a monkey on its back, though? No, honestly. Can you imagine how much they'd get done? All oh, I man. can do is math. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Louisa, what'd you do on the internet this week? Well, I downloaded the new fad app, like I like to do, that everybody does, which is the Google Arts and Culture, is that what it's called? I believe so. Gap? Uh, yes, Arts oh, and where, Culture Yeah, where it app, learns your face. Uh, and then which will tell you crimes. about paintings and stuff, which is all well and good. And I do like art history, so I might actually look into it for that. But yes, the thing that everyone is doing is it will let you put in a selfie and then it will sort of analyze your face and tell you what painting you look like. Oh man, I'm so afraid that if I did that, I'd get that painting of that guy with an apple for a face. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if Listen, I if I don't put my face in and get the scream out at the other end, I don't want to use this app. <laughs> You're uh, just a bunch of melty clocks. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, 
I'm Guernica, but only the part in the building. So. <laughs> you you look most like Truth coming out of her well to shame mankind. Oh, cool, thanks. Yep. App. Weirdly, I'm just that ferret in that girl holding a ferret painting. <laughs> What's your favorite mm. painting, Matt? First, uh, then Louisa. I don't, I don't remember the name of it, but it is a Matisse painting that is a uh, table with a glass that has a goldfish in it, and I just think it's very oh, yeah. relaxing and beautiful. I have a, a copy of it, a print of it somewhere. Uh, what about you, Louisa? Um, I have a couple. I really like the Van Gogh outdoor cafe, where you see like all the golden lights of the nighttime cafe on the street, but then you can also see the stars up in the sky above. Mm-hmm. Starry then- night, got it. Yeah, that's right. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a painting that's actually in the Delaware Art Museum about a mermaid who loves a sailor, and she's coming out of the water to hug him goodbye because they can't be together. She's a mermaid and he's a sailor. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful painting all in shades of blue. So Can I know. say a compliment that's going to sound like I'm being sarcastic, but isn't? Oh, okay. How could we ever stop you from doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you never have before. Exactly. Um, I think that it is unbelievably charming that you said that that painting is about something. That makes me very happy. Of course it is. It's telling a story. There's a narrative to this painting. I mean, yes, but it's a painting of a mermaid. It's not about the mermaid. No, no. It's about this story. This is very important. That's... That... I'm... This is the part where you think that I'm being sarcastic, and I'm not. I genuinely think that that's a very charming way to describe a painting. I think we need to describe more paintings that way. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what is your favorite painting? Uh, my two favorite paintings are, one, Truth Coming Out of Her Well to Shame... Uh, sorry, the full English title is Truth Coming out of, Coming from the Well, Armed with Her Whip to Chastise Mankind. I've mm-hmm. always known it as Truth Coming Out of Her Well to Shame Mankind. Uh, this is an 1896 oil on canvas piece by Jean-Léon Jerome. Uh, and I also really like Christina's World, which is the one where that lady's laying in a field looking at a house off in the distance. Oh, is that a, um, oh, shit. What's the local artist's name? Andrew Wyeth. Wyeth, yes. I was going to say the Wyeth. Oh, is he from Delaware? Well, the Wyeth family is from, like, uh, the very top of Delaware into Pennsylvania, so you'll sometimes see them at local restaurants. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because that's a a more recent painting. It's only, like, 1948 was, what, 70 years ago now? That's crazy. Is that how numbers work? (laughs) Probably. Sounds uh, right. Yeah, but that, I I like both of these paintings. One, because the well painting reminds me of The Ring, and that's very spooky. Uh, <laughs> also, like, it's got a naked lady in it, which I know you're it a fan really, of. Okay, course, this my favorite throws me thing. off, because it's quite realistic. It very much upsets me to think about uh, a naked body trying to climb out of a scratchy mm-hmm. stone well. That really upsets me. Yeah, like, how did she get out of there? And you can basically hear the sound she's making, and it's horrible. Yeah. Can I point out something that's going to be upsetting to both of you? No. You may. Louisa's painting, the um, cafe painting, Vincent van Gogh, was closer in time to Jeff's painting, Christina's World, than either of them are to today. That doesn't shock me. (laughs) I, um... I studied art history. That, like, tracks for me. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that, like, what Jeff said, that's a more recent painting than Christina's World. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's really not that much more recent than Vincent van Gogh. So, anyway. It's sort of that post-war, like, more realism style of painting, though. Yeah, that's true. 
yeah, it's like basically men's fashion hasn't changed since that painting got made, and I, I that's how I measure time. <laughs> okay. So medieval times, that's going to be slash doublet times. Yes. Shh, we can't tell. No, Louise oh, is not talking Fuck. about that. <laughs> okay. She's talking about fashion trends in a medieval time and not about a secret thing Shit. that we're not telling our <laughs> audience about. I can't oh, believe God. that Louisa has done this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love doing callbacks. They're my most favorite thing. <laughs> I know. Especially you only do callbacks. editing out of the show. Yep, you Just only do callbacks to things before I'm not you going started to. recording. Matt, make a note. Shall we clap again? <laughs> no, I'm not editing anything. <laughs> yeah, we're anything. starting the show over. <laughs> I'm never editing anything ever again <laughs> fuck all right uh anyway. so i did that and i put in the selfie and i tried it a couple different times and i got the same painting so it's decided that i look like this one specific painting of a little girl from colonial williamsburg so that's fun if you want to see it it's on my twitter i was going to flippantly say that it was a painting of a fat baby um, <laughs> that's essentially what it is a yeah. real moon pie faced girl i was like oh yeah google thinks louisa looks like a fat baby <laughs> uh, louisa then... i think you should change your twitter name to a painting of a fat baby <laughs> i really I like not. the jokes that people are doing where they're putting uh uh andrew t the host of yo is this racist uh put uh, edited it so that the painting he looked most like was a screenshot of the very racist character from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, <laughs> for the audience who doesn't know, uh, he's an Asian man and uh, hosts a podcast about how the whole world is racist. So it's a funny joke in that context. Yeah. I um, I was watching... Uh, you guys remember the TV series Merlin? Not the one that's on now, but the one that Sam was on Neal. in the 90s with Sam Neill as Merlin. Yeah. I don't, but I just saw Sam Neill in a Liam Neeson movie, and that was weird. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not related to what I'm saying, but that's good. Anyway, um, uh, no, but... This is the I, Word I Association have... podcast, right? <laughs> I have it on DVD. I have that series on DVD because I really liked it when I was a kid. And I've watched it a couple times, but not in many years. And I was watching it again last night for the first time in maybe ten years. And I'd forgotten how many terribly racist uh, uh -oh. characters uh, Martin Short plays as the like gnome that can change into anything. Seems uh -oh. about right for Martin oh, Short. Oh god, it really is. It's so on brand for him. But oh, no. it's so upsetting because it has nothing to do with the rest of it. And I like the show, and it's hard to keep liking it when it has the... Like, if they just edited out the three seconds when Martin Short uh, appears dressed as like a Chinese man and is doing a Chinese accent. It wouldn't change the story at all, and it would no longer be something that I'm a little bit ashamed that I like as much as I do. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. weird thing. Like I just mentioned, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and like I haven't seen that movie, but you know what? I'm not going to do ever <laughs> see that movie because I know <laughs> that there is. He probably has, what, five minutes of screen time? Not that, even. Yeah. Like, he's barely in the movie. They I could don't just think you ever even him see out. him full frame. You only <laughs> see him looking up the stairwell and he's standing at the top looking down. <laughs> he probably was not on set with the other actors, even. You could easily excise uh, that <laughs> needless racist character from the movie, but you know what? Guys, we're gonna do it. this is a brilliant idea. Guys. Mm -hmm. All we need to do is get... We all know a bunch of people who are actors and other creative types. 
we just need to film scenes that are problematically racist in otherwise fine movies, refilm those with people not doing racist characters, and then edit those scenes into the movie so that it looks like that was the movie all along. This oh, is wow. a brilliant idea. I mean, you could just <laughs> cut out the racist parts, and that would be fine too, probably. But it would be even better if you could completely preserve the entire message of the film and just oh. take out the racism. Here's of it. my landlord, Mister Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Hello, no, I'm the normal no. landlord, Mister Johnson. Here's played what I'm... respectfully by an African American man now, who is not a stereotype. Here's what anyway, I'm saying. Bye. She says, here's my landlord, Mr. Whatever his name was in that movie. And then you have an Asian-American actor <laughs> I not see. doing a voice, just saying, like, hello, yes, please don't forget your rent next month. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> well, you it's more hilarious than... than uh, yes, uh, you're right. Yeah. You're right about that. It would definitely be better. <laughs> but it also would have no impact, so why not just cut that character entirely out of the movie? <laughs> because yeah, it would also be a funny comedy project to put just these scenes up on YouTube. <laughs> it would true. be very It good, actually yes. would be funny in context in a meta way where it's so bizarrely normal. You're like, I get what's happening here. <laughs> oh man, have we invented a new form of comedy? <laughs> Yeah, we invented absurdism just now. That was us. <laughs> well, what you don't know is that this podcast is going to fall backwards in time to Asclepius. I don't know. Whoever invented that. God, you know more about it than I do. It Euripides. That's Magritte. who I was trying to think of. Euripides. Magritte with the apple painting that she loves so much. Oh, yeah, yeah what? that is an example of absurdism. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Anyway. Uh, I don't like that painting, but I think that I am like that man in many ways. I like right. that painting, uh, even though it's stupid for no reason, which is usually a genre that I hate. I don't feel like it's stupid for no reason. It's like a dream where you're like, it gives, it makes you a little bit anxious. Like, why is his face covered? And there's no way to see his face, just like in a dream, you know? Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah. what did anyone else do online? That's uh, not how you ask questions of people. I'll, you I'll need go. To address I don't remember if somebody already said that they <laughs> no, did. No, I'll go. Uh, and if I pick the wrong one. I um, have decided, uh, fans will know by now, because they'll listen to previous episodes where I give out my Twitter handle, but I've decided to reboot my Twitter persona for 2018, uh, where instead of... Uh, the thing I've been doing for a while, which is having... You're the new landlord, Mr. Smith, who's just (laughs) very normal. (laughs) I'm regular. It's me. A normal man. Uh, I, uh... I... Nor like previously have had I've had a locked account for like six months and have relished the opportunity to indulge my darker side and like quote tweet people where they can't see me and like be really miserable about my own personal life. But I'm like, no, you know what? I owe it to the fans. Uh, <laughs> that's well. That's that was of, not what I expected you were gonna say. <laughs> no, but I I didn't expect to say it either until I got to that part of the sentence. Uh, <laughs> part of it is that I want to be able to connect with our fans more without the intimidation of like, hey, you have to request to follow me and see the things I post, and maybe you'll get that request accepted and not like the things I post, and then. Uh, but now you can get a free preview. Um, but I've made, like, a concerted effort. I want to have, like, a positive Twitter presence where I use it to have fun and communicate with friends instead of just doing self-loathing 
irony posts in all lowercase, like I've been doing for, uh, I guess this is the tenth year that I've had Twitter. I think I started it in, like, May of 2008. Um, uh, but yeah, I wanna, I, I, I think everybody should, uh, this should be the year where you explicitly get off of your BS and, and be a real goddamn person for once. Yeah, I, um, I think it's good, yes. I think this is something I've thought for a while, and it's not a super popular opinion, so probably people are going to get mad at me, but that's fine. Okay. Was hilarious <laughs> I was just going to make a similar joke about how Matt's about to say something racist. Yeah. No, it's not that. But there's a, a lot of folks out there who are like, you know, you should be able to be yourself and, like, say whatever you're thinking on social media and just, like, not censor yourself. And certainly you are allowed to do that. But I sometimes think that indulging in just constantly saying that stuff makes your brain think that stuff more. Mm -hmm. Yep. Do you know what I I mean? Yes, Uh, I agree. So I sometimes think, like, I know that I'm probably a bad person for living my life this way, but I try to live my life in a way where I try to say more positive things than negative things and be, like, optimistic even though I know how terrible a lot of things are. Um, And Mm -hmm. I feel like since I started doing that a few years ago, I've been a happier person. Uh, Completely artificially. My life hasn't gotten that much better, but uh, just because I am, like, convincing myself to be positive, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you one no, of the one of, I would never say that uh one of your brain problems is, is that you um are bad at making yourself do things. That's something you've always been very good at as long as I've known you is like I kind of like this thing, but I'm going to make myself really like it or like I've decided that this is the way to be, so I'm going to be this way. Like when in you got fact, really swollen there for a while. <laughs> in fact, you could say one of my brain problems is the opposite of <laughs> that I can't stop doing those things. <laughs> yes. Uh it's definitely always been one of my problems is trying to get out of these uh negative ruts, and I guess I'm sort of uh, in a post-depression manic period, and those mm-hmm. usually allow me to make, like, lasting changes, because I have the energy to do things. Mm-hmm. Not, man- not manic like I'm taking all of my clothes off and trying to count every dog in the neighborhood, personally. Ooh, but you like, could. That like the, Yeah, like, well, the, that's like the horrible type of story you hear from someone who, like, grew up with a manic-depressive parent, uh, mm-hmm. and when, I'm not trying to um, sideline that type of mania as being like, oh, it's good, it just lets you clean your room. Uh, no, that's, it's a, it's a real problem for people, but the way I experience it is just like... I have energy and motivation for, like, a week before I start being miserable get, again. And you get super into the Beatles. Yep. <laughs> Is this about you guys playing Beatles rock band all in one day? Oh, man, that was so much fun. That's that was one of my favorite days from college, for that sure. That wasn't mania. I was just in college. <laughs> yeah. It's basically the same thing. Oh, God, that, that was ruled. fun. I cried yeah. at the ending. That is one that of, was... like, four video games to make me cry is Beatles rock band. The only... The... The that was the first time that I'd ever listened to Paperback Writer all the way through, and now I listen to it all the time to remember doing that th- that day because it was so much fun. Uh, that's the I've beaten two rock band games with you, Matt, because we also had uh, 
we stayed up until like five in the morning to beat Rock Band One. Uh, yeah, with Holly. I guess Eleven years Holly. ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, man. What did you do online? Uh, well, before we move on to that, I just want to point out another fun thing from Twitter that I mentioned meant to mention last week, but I forgot. So. For the New Year's season, I had changed my Twitter handle to um, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Matt, which I <laughs> thought was a very funny name. But the the best part about it is I got tagged in a bunch of official pictures <laughs> from what? the New that, Year's Eve at Times that Square. That rules so much. That's the best thing that's ever happened. I oh, know. It's crazy that somebody was just like, they just typed in Dick Clark and they're like, I guess I'll just tag all of these accounts. But it was that... just me and the actual Dick Clark and, um, well, I mean, he's dead, but his his Twitter or whatever. And um, Ryan Seacrest, that was like the three people tagged. That's amazing. Now you I... know what it's like to be uh, that other Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So anyway, I just wanted to point out that, that that's a thing that happened to me, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty okay, great. <laughs> so thing I did online this week, um, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast a bunch before, but uh, a podcast that I quite enjoy and my, my fiance Jen, is very into is called Stuff You Missed in History Class, and it's just sort of in-depth looks at weird stuff that happened in history that maybe isn't like super important but is very interesting to to think about um and we were listening to one about um uh guys who were exploring the south pole in a balloon Mm. and then their balloon crashed and they crashed Mm. on an island that is only accessible by boat once every like 10 years or something um, mm-hmm. because of the weird ice flows and stuff make it almost impossible to get to. So they were thinking, like, oh, someone's going to come rescue us any day now, but what they didn't know is that the boat, it would be impossible for a boat to get to them for, like, eight years. So they all died. Um, and yeah, it's, I did hear about well, this. Go on. Oh, wow. I love it. I love these crazy, weird stories. Yeah, it's a very weird story. It's, it's sad that they died, but it's a very interesting thing. Um, but not that sad, right? Well, I mean, they knew they were probably going to die when they left. In to be <laughs> Listen, fair, if you want to be an explorer, you're probably going to die alone on an island. We all I, know. No, I'm just no, trying no. to get you to agree that it's not sad that those people died. <laughs> Listen, <let's laughs> because just... I think it's funny to get you to agree to dumb things. <laughs> let's be real here for a second. The guy who was an explorer, the the leader of this exploring team, um, purposefully refused all uh, like chances of marriage because he knew he would probably die exploring, and he waited to go on this expedition until after his mother had died because he didn't want her to be sad when he died on his trip. So, like, yeah, kind of. Huh. <laughs> he did. He did do that. I would call that a type of like manic nihilism. Yeah, <laughs> to be for like, sure. Yeah, I'm actively going to go and die somehow. Don't, don't we all kind of as- aspire to it? <laughs> A manic nihilism? That, that's guess. really the best possible way to live, I think. <laughs> anyway, um, but we were listening to this, and the the two ladies who host the show were talking about how uh, weirdly claustrophobic it must feel to be in a snowstorm all the time. Uh, and the lady, mm. one of the ladies said that it reminded her of playing The Long Dark which is a video game about surviving in a snowstorm. And I realized that I had that game and hadn't played it yet because I got it through Humble Bundle. And so I installed it and played it. And it's fucking uh, great. It's so good. 
It's such a great game, you guys. Isn't it very upsetting? Uh, maybe. I haven't gotten to the end yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's pretty upsetting in the middle. I mean, I find a lot of corpses. <laughs> so, you weren't willing to say it was upsetting, but yes, you have found a lot of corpses. They're all face down, Louisa. Oh, okay. <laughs> My mistake, sorry. But, yeah, they put it face down, I assume, because it would be too upsetting to be like, Oh, yeah, I found a corpse, I get a new jacket, and then have to look somebody <laughs> in the eye while you're robbing their corpse. But you definitely do that a lot in that game. Fair enough. Yep. So anyway, it's a very good game. Jeff, have you played that game? Which one? The Long Dark, you said it's called? Yes. I have not played that one. I've played other survival games that are upsetting in similar ways. Um, There's one that's almost... It's basically like a Skyrim clone, but with a coldness meter and a hunger meter. And that was very pleasant to play for a little bit. Uh... Yeah, there's something weirdly relaxing about playing survival simulators because you kind of know you're going to die. I mean, it's I guess it's that same uh, manic nihilism we were just talking about, but <laughs> one step removed where you don't have to worry too much because you know you're not going to actually die. You hope. Yeah. Uh, you played uh, Don't Starve, right? I have, and... I liked it conceptually, but I found it to be pretty insufferable. I do- oh yeah, the aesthetic is, god, just miserable. It looks like uh, Tim Burton directed an Edward Gorey movie. Like, yes. it's just <laughs> so Hot Topic 2004 that I want to die, but the mechanics are uh, chef kiss motion. Yes. Just perfect. Um, although I find the crafting mechanics to be pretty annoying because they're not super clear. And it's the controls really are kind of bad for for crafting. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that a lot. Uh, but that was a similar feel where I was just like, for one week, I will play this every day, five hours a night, and then <laughs> I will never play it again. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that game. I, I recently had a friend of mine tell me that he and a group of other friends of mine play Don't Starve Together on a server as a group, and they were like, it's so fun, you absolutely should join me, and I didn't say this out loud, but what I thought was, how could that be? That sounds like the worst game to play with a group of people, right? Already I feel like I'm letting myself down by not being good enough to not be killed by those shadow monsters, and then to be like, oh, and when I die, my team loses a chef or whatever like no i'm not doing that right yeah video games are bad you're right yeah i agree (laughs) nobody should play them yeah i i was saying before we started i kind of feel bad that almost every week my thing from the internet is that i'm into a new video game no that's fine but i think i just i don't know that's just my hobby, I guess. I mean, You're I do other things. You're a gamer, things. you would say? You're a bit of a gamer? I guess, but gamer with a Y. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait a minute. I feel like that implies something different. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. G-Y-M-E-R. <laughs> uh, you love to go to the gym. <laughs> uh, I do kind of like going to the gym. Uh. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, let's get into our random subreddits. Right, I should probably choose one of those, because that's how far along in the show we are. Yeah. I want to say that Animal Crossing taught me there's only a few classifications of friends, and they are cute, cool, natural, (laughs) hip, sporty, or, uh, there's another one. Well, I think that's all of them. 
Rustic, okay. that's the other one. And, Louisa, now that you've brought this up, you absolutely must classify Jeff and I into those categories. Uh-oh. Now. Scary. A <laughs> uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, once Louisa, once Louisa assigns us into friend categories, then Jeff has to pick which Spice Girl each of us are. Okay, cool. All right, um, let's see. Oh, there's no nerd. That's a problem. Because <laughs> that's all three of us? <laughs> yes. Uh, I will say, Matt, you are cool, and Jeff, you are hip. Yay. Oh, cool. I do make an extreme effort to seem hip. And you do oh. have that hip problem, so it <laughs> yep. all comes together. Hey, yep. why I oughta. <laughs> and I like to be sitting in a freezer, a big old meat freezer. Yep. I'm not cool at all. What would you be, though, Louisa? <laughs> Um, I chose, when you start the game, you choose what kind of tent you want to build first, and uh-huh. I chose natural. So I guess I'm natural. I like, yeah, like you're simple really colors crunchy. and <laughs> wooden furniture, so. You're our most granola friend. Yep, it's true. Um, okay, Jeff, which Spice Girl is each of us? Um, we're all Victoria Beckham. <laughs> In what that's, way? That's one of them, right? <laughs> Uh, because we're all married to David Beckham. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Check I for feel... our new show on TLC next fall. <laughs> it's just called that. We're all married to David Beckham. <laughs> and I then think... this, season three when we're divorced is uh, my David Beckham divorce. Uh, you're just describing big love, Jeff. <laughs> that wasn't a reality show. What? Wasn't it? That was actually about all of those women being married to Bill... Paxton. Well, Paxton. Oh my Damn god! It. The dead and one. He got shot in the very last episode, and he's dead in real life, so I think you're right. It is true. It was yeah. all a documentary. It really yep, was. He got shot in real life by all of his wives. <laughs> I don't Those think he got shot. for that show. Yeah, okay. If you haven't watched it yet, <laughs> it's been off the air for ten years? Almost. It was a pretty okay show. If you want to watch it, go back and watch it. That's oh, why. speaking of ten years, Breaking Bad is about to come up on its tenth anniversary. That's kind of wild. That's weird. I never I, watched it. <laughs> I think Jeff is Baby Spice and Louisa is Posh Spice. I don't and think I am. In what way do I have any taste or fine things? Matt, you're sporty. You're very, I'm you're sorry. very snobby, though. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt, you're sporty. You have that gold tooth. Wait, yeah, <laughs> Louisa is Scrappy Spice. <laughs> <laughs> the Spice Girls little nephew they added for the seventh album. Yeah, I always yep. solve the mysteries in an obnoxious way. Is that and Jeff is Scooby Doo. <laughs> he does always like to eat snacks. He does. He loves snacks. He's always stoned, etc. Hold on. Puppy Spice was the name of the dog that they added in the season before they added their nephew. <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, I don't know. I'm treating the Spice Girls like can... the 70s Hanna-Barbera cartoon that they are. Yeah, can you imagine if somebody came out right now with a Saturday morning cartoon show of the Spice Girls, how good it would be? I just imagined it, and oh, it was great. It would be <laughs> such a good show. Anyway, okay, so uh, I'm going to say my subreddit first because we're absolutely not going to do it. <laughs> I got r slash Batman. We've yeah, talked about perfect. Batman every episode of every podcast, and we probably will talk about Batman a lot no matter what we choose. Mm, but character of the month this month is Elmer Fudd, so yep. counterpoint, we should definitely do this subreddit. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I got another, one of these incomprehensibly meta Reddit-related Reddit subreddits, r slash best of reports. What does that mean? I 
can't figure out what it is. <laughs> so, po- posts about someone named Gallo Boob are not allowed. Uh, that's even in the rules. You have to post them to thanks Gallo R slash thanks Gallo Boob. Is that a person? Okay. Are we sure? No, I, I guess I know what it is based on the okay. top post of all time. I'm pretty sure what it is is people sending screenshots of pe- of other people reporting them for things on Reddit, uh, and uh, those reports okay. being ridiculous. For instance, uh, the top of all time is a picture of a cat sleeping in a little tiny, like, one of those display tents you see at, um, at, at stores where you buy tents, uh, and the cat is sleeping in it and looking at it, and she says her, and the, the poster says his gaze is uh, intense, and then the report is... She thinks it's funny because intense sounds a little bit like intense. Just ban her. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is a subreddit for mods and admins to post their funny reports that they get. Yes. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like that one. What did you get, Louisa? Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, but, that's not so bad. But I what got... we're gonna do is... <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm outvoted immediately. <laughs> It is r slash British problems, and it's very hard to tell if these are British people venting or people trying to do British stereotype jokes. <laughs> Probably both. The thing, the the worst thing about British people is that they British people drive like this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like how that started out, and you didn't think it was a joke, and then you surprised yourself. Oh, the best kind of joke. Yeah. Um, the worst thing about British people is that they would be the first people to make bad stereotypical jokes about British people. That is very true. And it, I think everything that needs to be said about it is summed up in a little bit of pixel art, which shows a biscuit going into a cup of tea, dunked all the way down, and then you pull it up, but it's only the top half of the biscuit because the bottom half has dissolved. And that is a very British problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is that a problem? You just made your tea taste better. <laughs> God. Yeah, but <laughs> you made that thing. cookie taste so much taste so much worse by the time you get to it. I mean, you just made that cookie taste half as much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you gotta eat the cookie dregs at the bottom where you're not uh, you're wasting food. That's your encouragement to finish your tea quickly and then make a new cup of tea. I see. Ugh. I don't need extra fiber in tea, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it already has so much. Um, okay, I think best of reports might actually be pretty funny. Uh, I, I would be happy with either one. I will concede British problems if you both like it, but my vote is also for best of reports. Mm, I guess best of reports is fine. Wow, That's insane amazing. that we decided to do that. It's crazy that that happened. Cool. I also kind of think that British Problems is going to be a lot of us reading very long, boring stories about people complaining about things, and that's not good podcasting. Yeah, yeah. the top one of all time is a two-line headline. Yes. Like, come on, that's the second one is three lines. Like, all right. I think the <laughs> biggest British problem is being too verbose. Yes, that's ter- that certainly is the biggest problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, so best of reports. Louisa, why don't you tell us about this board? All right. I've accidentally clicked away from the front page, so let me talk for a little bit while I go back to it. Here mm-hmm. we go. <laughs> so, best of reports. <laughs> uh, no pictures or anything up top, just a white alien head on a blue background. Uh, 
Uh, people are just called readers and users, so that's no fun. Uh, submissions should be a screenshot of a report. Try to include context when necessary. Galloboob-related submissions are not permitted. Instead, post to r slash thanks Galloboob. Play nice. Those are the rules. What do you think Galloboob is? <sighs> do we? I guess on? someone who... Yeah, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to click through. I did uh, uh, a place for friend for fiends and mods who have to deal with this guy to post hilarious pitchfork reports and mod mail threads for your own amusement. So I guess this is a guy who reports a lot of things badly. Oh, okay. I'm hmm. going to go to you slash Galloboob, which is how you access a user page. Uh, oh, it redirects all to user. And, uh, yeah, this is a person with 19.9 million karma. Huh. Well, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say, as someone who... I, I don't post very much on Reddit, and I comment occasionally, and I've had a Reddit account for five years, and I have less than 2,000 karma. Uh, you have, I don't think I have any karma. How do you get karma? You have to post. You have to submit posts and comments that people then upload. Oh, guys! I have eight karma. Yay! Yeah, see? You've done Good it. job. Cash that in for bitcoins or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. how that works. You send it back in time, and then you're rich now because you have all those bitcoins. Do you guys think the world would be an infinitely better place? I'm I'm kind of trying to sway your opinion ahead of time here, so I apologize. Do you think the world would be a better place if currency, instead of being like based on sort of vague ideas of value was based on, like, how much you've helped people on, like, Yahoo Answers or something? Mm, I guess so, but I feel like people would immediately try to figure out a way to game it, and that would be depressing. Mm. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, that's true of every currency system, that somebody games it, eventually. Yeah, but if you got some, like pickup artist or incel guy being like, hey, how do I, uh, I'm so lonely, please help me, and you gave them good advice, you'd get a lot of downvotes because they don't yeah. want good advice. Yeah, exactly. That's true. But you can figure out a way where people who, other people who thought your advice was good could give you whatever, uh, dollar Nope. Dollar do- votes. Do- <laughs> can we can we go back to Doge coins? I don't think anyone's using those anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's repurpose <laughs> those, you guys. <laughs> I am fascinated that that's the pronunciation we as a society settled on for D O G E, the goofy dog meme. I love it. It's great and perfect, and I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I usually go with Doge, but I'm pretty sure it was intended by the creator to be a bad spelling of doggy. Yeah, you're probably right, but I always associate it with, I forget which character, but a character from Homestar Runner calling things hot doges. <laughs> <laughs> so when Dogecoin came in, I was like, oh yeah, like hot doges, I get it. Did you Have you guys watched any of the recent um, Homestar Runner stuff? A little bit. No. Uh, did you I see did just one? rewatch Trogdor because it was uh, the 15th anniversary of the first <laughs> yeah. Trogdor. Um, Louisa, did you see the one where they try to rehabilitate Senor Card Gage? No. <laughs> it's pretty Jesus. good. Uh, but uh, it, over the course of it, they try to make him normal, and obviously it doesn't work. But at the end, they're like, well, c- certainly we recognize that Senor Card Gage is fine as long as he's the only weird random character you have. And then it just pans over to uh, <laughs> Hamsar starving to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> yep, it's pretty upsetting. 
Well, Sonora Card Gauge is pretty timeless because I literally never say congratulations to anyone without thinking <laughs> compilations, Elizabeth. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's really strange how much of my sense of humor is informed by Homestar Runner, and I would think it would be different for the both of you, but no. <laughs> for some reason, this age range of a full decade all think in their brain Homestar Runner jokes 100% of the time. Yeah. It was amazing when it came out. You're like, this is free? Like, this is just free with no ads for anyone to look at and enjoy? The amount of work that they put into it and, like, just then just Mm -hmm. gave it away is insane. I don't know why or how they did it. What do they even do now? uh, They did a long series of, like, two and three minute Disney cartoons for YouTube that were pretty good called uh, Two, Two Eggs or something like that. Uh, and then I think one of them worked on Gravity Falls for a while, and they just, like, they just are storyboarders for other cartoons now, in addition to occasionally updating Homestar. I feel like it feels like, to us, probably, or anyone, like, just looking at the surface of that, that seems like a step down to not be in charge of your own work, but I think if you're working for a big company and making a steady paycheck, that's gotta feel pretty good. You don't have to worry about the hustle so much. Yeah. Is Gravity Falls good i tried to watch it and i watched the first episode and i found it very boring and like pretty stupid (laughs) it is good but it's not there's sort of like a loose almost improvisational feel to something like adventure time or steven universe like it's this scrappy group of underdogs making it and Gravity Falls, by comparison, feels extremely polished and therefore much less special, Uh, even though it's basically, like, the same class out of the same animation school working on it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. Also, I... I guess, I mean, Bob's Burgers is pretty good, but I feel like... Isn't Kristen Schaal one of the voices on Gravity Falls? Yep. I just think her being, like a full 50%. I just find her voice very grating. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I like her. That's why she gets cast. Yeah. And also, I would like to say, a rebuttal for Bob's Burgers is good. Is it? <laughs> I, I didn't it's say fine. it's good. I said I like it, which you can't argue against. <laughs> I've, never, I've, I've never not enjoyed watching it. I've also <sighs> never watched it on purpose. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I've seen it all, and I think it's very good, but I understand that other people don't like it. Um, yeah. Question, is Kristen Schaal the female modern version of uh, Gilbert Gottfried? No, because mm. I think she just sounds like that, and he doesn't. Yeah, He's that's just true. doing a voice. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk I'm... about these top best of reports. I'm looking at Gallo Boob. Um no, that's not the board we're doing. <laughs> it's not It's not a board. It's a user who is uh, well-known on the board we are covering, so it seems relevant to me. This person is a moderator of, like, a hundred subreddits. Mm-hmm. Gross. It, it's, like, not even a bunch of different ones. It's, like, oddly satisfying and crappy design, but then weird stuff, like a couple different, like, porn and hookup ones. Mm-hmm. Like, virginity exchange... I hate Ew, what? that this person is, like, 
famous, I guess. I hate that one of the rules on this board about just reports is like, oh, let's pay more attention to this guy. Don't talk about this guy. He's too famous. No, stop it. Don't yeah. feed into this. Two of the subreddit, three of the subreddits he's a mod of are about him. <laughs> and one of the one of them is about hating him. R slash Galloboob hate is one that he is a moderator of. I kind of think that's great. I know that you guys don't, but I think it's amazing to have there be a Reddit celebrity, like a celebrity that's famous just on Reddit that no one else on Earth has ever heard of. Sorry, there are seven subreddits devoted to him that he is a mod of. My mistake. There is a very good um, post on Best of Reports that is originally from Birds for Scale, and it's a drawing of a giant skeleton with a sword through his chest uh, and like a little a man standing a, dis- a far away away looking at this giant mountain sized uh, skeleton that has been killed by this giant sword uh, the the title of the post is a clash between giants and the report on the post was I'm gonna just leave this big ass sword here not like these things are hard to come by for a giant <laughs> Like, were you trying to comment on it, and you accidentally reported it? That must be what <laughs> happened, right? I don't know. Also, this painting is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. But that's I a good that point, there's... also. Like, if you had a giant sword and you were giant, you would want to hold on to it, I would think. Yeah, otherwise you'd have to go back to that big Goron, and you don't want to have to do that side quest again. That's a nightmare. <laughs> yep. uh, I... I I love... That, how granular Reddit gets. Uh, the fact that there is r slash birds for scale as a subreddit. <laughs> yep. I no, really like porn on this Gross. page. That's not okay. You should have told me that. Uh, I guess I there really is a like marker. this one from r slash grilled cheese, which is a bunch of people reporting a post because apparently a grilled cheese should just be cheese and bread, and this is a picture of a sandwich that has mushrooms and herbs in it, and the person is saying, life goals to eat a grilled cheese is incredible, this is one, and there's a million reports about it being a melt and not a grilled cheese. Nah, that's a grilled cheese. <laughs> what makes what is online a melt? Yeah. No, a, a melt is like an open-faced grilled cheese with some kind of meat or patty on it. This is mushrooms mixed in throughout with the cheese, and clearly uh, the bread has been grilled in some know. type there's, of fat or oil. There's a slab of something in there that looks like it's maybe ham. I thought it was just mushrooms. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's I just think mushrooms. the difference is a grilled cheese... No, 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 no. Cheese... Look in the lower right corner of the sandwich. Okay, yeah. yeah that there's looks like, like a mushroom a... to me. No, it's not. That it's... might be ham. Yeah, it looks like... It's like pinkish. It's not as brown as the mushrooms. I think the difference would be if it's a sandwich that's mostly cheese, it counts as a grilled cheese. If it's mostly something else, like a fucking hamburger patty, then it is a yeah. melt. <laughs> I think I might come down on the side of these assholes reporting this sandwich, to be honest. Yeah, nah, I agree. I, I agree I disagree. it's a sloppy mess that's just meant to look like a good picture. This is yeah. not a good sandwich. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, obviously you shouldn't report it because who gives a shit, but, like... Would you say, Jeff, would you say if I had a sandwich that was, uh, whatever, tuna fish, and then I had a big old slab of cheese on the top that got melted, it would be a grilled cheese sandwich and not a tuna melt? I, I think that where, 
we're disagreeing about what we're seeing here. You're seeing that pinkish one as being some sort of meat on the bottom of the sandwich, but if you look to the right side, it curls in on itself like a, like a cross-section of a mushroom. I think that this is just all mushrooms mixed in with cheese and put on bread, which yes. I think would qualify as a grilled cheese. Why? Like, because... why would that qualify as a grilled cheese, but cheese on top of something wouldn't? Because that's a different presentation. Because this, so, the main focus is still the cheese, even though it has something mixed in with it, whereas a tuna melt or a patty melt, it's like, like Louisa said, there's mm-hmm. a thing, and then there's cheese melted on it. Well, I disagree with you, though, because I think there's too much ratio of mushroom to cheese for this to count mm. as a grilled cheese. I mean, there's too much ratio of mushroom to cheese for me, because I think mushrooms are gross. <laughs> well, yes, that certainly is true, but also, I think that this sandwich isn't about the cheese. I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that that's the case. I think that there's just too much cheese for it to be about anything else. I but think also, that there's, not there's a lot of cheese. Yeah, there's not enough <laughs> cheese for it to be a real cheese. There's a lot of mysteries here. Like if you look right next to that pink part that you think is, that you thought was ham, it looks like there might be a middle layer of bread here too somehow. Oh, yeah, no, maybe. I don't like that one bit. Guys, and maybe wait. more burnt cheese Hold under on. the neath on the Hold bottom. Hold on, this is important. The top post of all time, the top comment of all time about this sandwich is incredible. Okay. <laughs> the war between is this... our sl- listen. The war. No, be- oh yeah, you're right. The war between r slash melts and r slash grilled cheese is one of the most bizarre things on the internet. I had a, no idea that people could be so antagonized by such a simple and universally delicious concept. This is a war, you guys! Yes, I love it. That's insane! I mean, the post is a lot longer than that, but just that first sentence was like, I couldn't believe it. Are you aware of a patty melt or a tuna melt containing the fried bread in the style of a grilled cheese? Is that normal? Mm, a patty melt, yes. yes. I don't. I, know, I don't think I am for a tuna melt. I've, yeah, I mean, tuna melt seems like you put it in a toaster oven to melt yeah, that cheese. That's tough, though, right? Because like toasted mm. bread and fried bread, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference, especially if it's not very well fried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. on a grilled cheese, it's gotta be like buttery. Here's or the oily or whatever, greasy. If you mm-hmm. make a tuna salad with mayonnaise, all your mayonnaise is going to melt and turn clear and run away if you get that sandwich <laughs> too hot, is the problem. Mm. Here's a question. Um, if I were to make a French toast sandwich with uh, Neufchatel cheese on it yeah. and, and toast it, would it be a grilled cheese sandwich? Yes. Yes. Jeff? Yes, I said yes right away also. <laughs> oh, Okay. I really I think thought that, there would be pushback on that one. No, I, I think that if the bread is, regardless of whether you are doing other things to it, if the bread is fried in a pan uh, and there's cheese being melted between the breads as, a, as like the primary focus of the thing, that it's a grilled cheese. Okay, follow-up question. If I were to make a uh, French toast sandwich and in between it I melted like sharp cheddar cheese, would you try it? Yes. Yeah, probably. I bet it would be good, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I think so. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> syrup I mean, and cheese, yes. Thank you, yes. Yep. The the idea oh, we're doing syrup on it too? Maybe not. Uh, I will. guys, there's an actual like when you go to Vermont, many restaurants you can order syrup and cheese as your appetizer and it's so good. Weird. I lo- I would like 
this French toast sandwich you've proposed, and in between, uh, I would like uh, a soft cheese, like maybe a Munster or like a like a uh, some kind of herby pub cheese spread in there, and uh, some breakfast sausage. Guys, oh I God. just realized that this conversation is going to last the rest of the show, and we're going to end up inventing the Monte Cristo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can we get some jam, but also ham in this? Yes. <laughs> no, no, I don't want anything sweet. I want this to be a totally savory sandwich. I, mean, I disagree, and I would like some caramel sauce on it. <laughs> with, with the sausage. That would be of good. Course. There, There is a... Um, You're right, I, though. We did almost invent the Montiars, so whoops. You started it. sugar to finish. There's nothing inherently sweet about French toast, though. Yes. Uh, disagree. But you people serve the Monte Cristo with jam and syrup and stuff. Right. I'm just saying... I will disagree because I've never made a recipe of it where the batter didn't include sugar or maple syrup. Yes, that's true. But I'm just saying, if you left that out, you could still make French toast. Like, that's just a flavoring. You could replace that with, like, ketchup. Oh, God! Yeah, you could do French toast where you're just soaking (laughs) the bread in, like, salt and pepper with it. I was going to say salt, but then I realized that it would be funnier to say something that would be horrible, (laughs) so I did. (laughs) Hey guys, here's a sandwich that I didn't invent, I'm sure, but I've never seen it anywhere, and it's great. If you make a grilled cheese with gruyere and some caramelized onions, and then dip it in au jus and you're done, yep. it's like a uh, French onion soup sandwich. I, I swore that Matt, Matt was going to bring that up as a challenging <laughs> uh, debate sandwich, because mm. I've seen that come up before. Oh, it's so good. Yep. Guys, there's a post on here that says Ash Ketchum has been seriously sexualized lately and it makes me extremely happy and the report says, are you seeing this shit? That is a good, <laughs> that is a good Thank report. You. That is You've very good. Right. That's how you do a report on a website but make it seem as if you're looking directly into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the only things I've ever reported have been like, um, uh, like, oh, this just obviously isn't following the rules. Like, someone posting to r slash advice with, like, hey, which video game should I buy? Like, you're not asking for advice. Aren't you? That sounds like you're asking for advice. That was a advice random made-up... A random made-up oh, okay. one, to be fair. <laughs> uh, okay. But, like, that style of someone just, like, asking a question that has an answer, uh, I guess that wasn't an example of that, but people being, like, uh... Asking a question that you could Google the answer to on r slash advice. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> what would you say terminal velocity is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That type of thing. Uh, I've, that's the type... Like, I'll report that stuff. Uh, I've never done anything fun like this. When I was a kid, I remember that there was definitely a culture of, like, the person who reports a crime is always less cool than the person who does the crime. <laughs> I hope that we've turned around on that and that snitching yeah. is cool now. Because... I kind of feel like the internet has made it so that, like, the person who reports something is definitely cooler than the person who made the the error in the first place. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pro-snitch as long as you're not snitching to, like, uh, some sort of state authority like the cops or the government. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that if you do something like uh, make a shitty comment to someone on Tumblr, they then have the time to just put up your comment and just dunk on you as hard as they want because they have plenty of time to think of a comeback. 
And uh, that makes people who are like, complaining about something look like total idiots, and the people who are like, no, fuck you, are like heroes. Yeah. I wish that there was... I, I've been thinking a lot lately about how people refer to the internet as the Wild West, uh, and when we had a real Wild West, the way that we arrived at civilization after that was by having, like, the infrastructure of a law enforcement body in that area. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, is there a way that we will ever be able to have law enforcement on the internet without squashing free speech? Uh, and I think the answer is these very cool reporting people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, the thing is, all of the internet stuff hap like anyone can start a website and you don't have to let people that say things oh, you don't want oh, them no, to say to be on buddy, your website. Being, they can just go start the their own website. <laughs> what happened? You broke up so bad. Yeah, oh, you completely damn. Stopped. I was saying that uh, free speech will always be fine on the internet because you can just go start your own website and no one has to let you say any of the things that they don't like you saying on their website, ever. Yeah. Yeah, but that shouldn't be, is what I'm saying. Somebody should figure out a way to stop that from happening. Stop In which thing from happening? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. The No, the thing we should stop from happening is people being allowed to, like, say miserable things on Twitter and Facebook, right? No, but again, I'm going back to the Wild West metaphor. The idea of, like, okay, well, you know, this town has outlawed brothels, I'm gonna go start my own town that has brothels, and we're gonna beat prostitutes to death every day. And, like, that's not great that that happened, but then... Actually, forget the website. Yeah, exactly, yes. <laughs> I, I realized that halfway through saying it, but... Yeah. Um, but then we were like, okay, the way that, that we get past this is to have there be, law, like, national law enforcement and stuff like that. And so I'm saying there should be some way to prevent people from doing harmful shit um, by being like, I'm going to go start my own website where all of the people who want to beat other people to death with baseball bats can get together and, like, coordinate our plans. You know? Like, there should be a way to stop that, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think Maybe. the, the uh, methods people have come up with so far, which is basically, like, finding out who these people are and reporting to their place of business or all their Facebook friends that they're a real piece of shit. I think that's pretty good. That's some real uh, vigilante justice. Yeah, but vigilante justice is, I don't think, a great long-term solution to anything, is it? Isn't it the just... only long-term solution? Yeah, I, I think we should, we can, well, we're just going to have to settle for trying to drive... Uh, these undesirables out of like the public normal people internet and back into their like stormfront.org message boards and whatever. Yeah. But, I guess, but if they're... The problem is that if people still keep meeting on their stormfront.org message boards, they're just going to come up with more plans to ruin everybody else's good time all the time. Yeah, but enough of them were able to make big plans because they were able to have more public platforms. So yeah, yeah. You know what you didn't hear about before the rise of social media? Uh, Neo Nazis planning marches on social media. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the problem, though. Like, you have, uh, 
as long as there's still those boards out there for people to be able to be like, well, yeah, this is just 4chan, we all know it's terrible, so people can do whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they all get together on 4chan, and they're like, here's how uh, we take over the boards that people like. That's the thing, though. Places like 4chan also have to enforce, because 4chan is not a Nazi place. They just allow it. And I think it has to be... If you're not explicitly about the hateful people, you have to not allow them to be on your website at all. Yeah, and Matt, I see what you're saying, but I don't see how that's achievable. By having some kind of national, internet-wide law enforcement. International, I mean. Like, the the whole... (sighs) Like, in the same way that we have uh, FBI for things that are between jurisdictions for local law enforcement... We have to have something like that for the internet, where people can oh, go wait, out and be like... Oh, wait, this is CSI Cyber. <laughs> there you go. You're proposing CSI Cyber, I understand now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to take care of everything. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Here we go. In fact, they got cancelled, because they already did take care of everything. Oh, there <laughs> they solved every web crime. That's already great, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the other day when I realized that every problem with the internet is gone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think that just traditional law enforcement has to uh, realize that the internet's a real place where actual crimes happen and uh, do something about it. Yeah. Like, I, and... I read I read Zoe Quinn's book about her experience with Gamergate, and so much of it was like, I went to the police, and they were like, well, it's just posts online, uh, but the posts online were people taking pictures of my house and then telling me they were going to kill me, and the cops did nothing. It's just like, we need basic internet literacy for regular law enforcement. No, but that's the problem, right? Like, I feel like expecting a guy who is good at tackling drug addicts in an alley so that they don't accidentally hurt themselves to also be able to understand, like, IP address structure is a pretty big stretch. I think that we need to have a separate body of law enforcement for something like the internet. And apparently we need a separate body of law enforcement to also do the first thing you said, because all the fucking law enforcement agencies are falling apart and framing people and doing terrible shit. Okay. (laughs) Separate from this problem is also... I propose cops, too. It's different than the... (laughs) Cops, that... We're canceling that and starting a new one. Yeah. And it's different and it's better this time. (laughs) Yeah. the sequel. Uh, this time they're all robots, no people involved. There oh my god, yeah. guys, we just invented the Green Lantern Corps and the Manhunters. Yes, good. Finally. In reverse order. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Why, when Louisa said, the, we'll just make the cops be robots, your first thing was, ah, that famous Green Lantern villain, the Manhunters, and not the person who's basically named Robot Cop. Oh, you mean the Martian Manhunter? Yeah. yeah. Robot cop is part man, so that's no good. We've got to get rid of all the parts that are human. No, but okay. that, that... Robocop reboot where it's part woman, part cop. No, part woman, part machine, all cop. Part woman, part cop is a great idea. <laughs> all machine. <laughs> Wait. Uh, no, we have to remove humanity from the equation. These new robot cops are just Roombas with guns taped on top. <laughs> but... Oh, like that popular image that was going around recently. Yeah, exactly. That was the of first Of a Roomba prototype. with a knife taped to it. Oh, did we talk about that last week? We did. Whoops. There's a post on the top post of all time on Best of Reports uh, called The Horrors of War that has that turtle with a knife duct taped yes, to it. Yes, I love it. 
and it was reported for encouraging <laughs> violence, which well, is fair. fair. Uh, I'm surprised, Jeff, that you were surprised by me referencing that Green Lantern comics arc, though, because Louisa might as well have been repeating word for word what the Guardians said when they created the Manhunters, because that's literally exactly why they did it. Yeah, but she was also repeating what Clarence Boddicker said in RoboCop when he invented RoboCop. No, he... Well, okay, yes, he was... uh, He had good ideals, but the people who were really behind RoboCop were bad guys who wanted to make a more controllable cop, which is the opposite yeah. of what Louis So, so all we need to Clarence do is Boddicker make sure whoever's in charge remember. of this new law enforcement has perfect morals and ideals. That's all we have to do. Okay, we're going to program him to have sorry, we're going to program her to have three rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, first rule, uh, she can't harm any people. That would be unacceptable if she brought them to physical harm. Uh, two, obviously uh, she can't harm herself. That would be ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and third, uh, eliminate all crime. Yeah, I think that and makes sense. And fourth, there has to be that question that you can ask a robot, and then they, you know if they're a robot or not. <laughs> and they explode <laughs> yeah, if they yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, the, the fourth rule is that it has to answer all logical conundrums. It can't, <laughs> yep. it can't avoid the question. You show it an image that says, uh, check, the, check this box that says I'm not a robot, and it just blows up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. But seriously, why does that work? Why is that the new CAPTCHA? I used, I, sometimes I have to click every image that contains a road sign, and other times I just have to promise I'm not a robot. Yeah, and sometimes I can't tell if the image has a road sign. Like, honestly, I can't tell, and I don't yeah, know Yeah, like, to does do. the pole count as part of the sign, <laughs> yeah. or do you just want the side parts? Oh, fuck. Robots don't ask these questions. I must be a robot. Wait. You must not be a robot. Yes, I've proved I'm not a robot by right. questioning the logic. Yes, I also am too dumb to be a robot. <laughs> They'll never catch me now. I'm too stupid. Guys, if you could be one robot from fiction, which one would you choose? Johnny to be? Five. Okay, that's, that's on brand. Uh, TikTok? <laughs> damn it, I was gonna say TikTok! Ah, oh, yes, ah, fuck you! Damn it! Yes. Fine, then I will take data. <laughs> Alright. Except, uh, do I get to live all of the things that happened in the Short Circuit movies? Do you want to? Yeah, I guess so, just so I could punch Fisher Stevens in the face and be like, why did you take this role, you weirdo? Stop being a racist caricature. Oh man, if we tried to edit the racist out of Johnny Five, oh, it no. would be half of long. Especially the movie I grew up with, Short Circuit 2, where he's the main character in that one. Yeah, yep. oh man. Uh, it was a simpler time, I guess. Is there no. S- yeah, <laughs> not no, true. I mean, not it was a, exactly not in a good as way. complex. <laughs> It was a simpler time in a not good way, I mean to say. Oh, okay. The the only difference is fewer people complained when there uh, was a sitcom on network TV that had black people in it. I mean <laughs> that the people who were re- making this stuff were simpler, with uh, as in the oh, best right. way to say stupider. stupider yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the not safer work posts on this is from r slash big boobs gw, which is like users submitted pictures of their boobs. Wait, uh, what's gw? Gone, gone wild. wild. Okay, okay. Um, and the it's just a picture of a girl who has boobs and. I guess one of her nipples is pierced. Fine, uh, but the you guess. Hold on. I mean, how it do you is, not know for sure? It is. That's not important to this, though. What's important... you're embarrassed about looking at the boob? A is little that... bit. Yeah, I'm trying not to look at the boob. The point is, the report is uh, there's one report, and it says 
Lol, that's a gay boob. <laughs> what? What does that uh, even mean? Dumb. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't know if that's funny or offensive, but it's one of those. Uh, probably a little both, right? Yeah, probably. Anyway, I just thought it made me laugh. Gay boob. I don't know what that means. <sighs> anyway. Uh, okay, well, I guess we run out of steam on this board. <laughs> I guess so. Yep. We didn't talk about it very much. Um, That's probably good. I'm thinking about grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, man. I would oh, go that'd be so good to cheese. eat. <laughs> Maybe I'll go get some cheese. Anyway, okay, well, if you guys like grilled cheese, then come on back next week for another episode of uh, Seeing Reddit. Uh, make sure to tell your friends and family about our show. Wait, your family. Oh, <laughs> Don't tell family. your family. Well, I mean, my sister's on this show, so, like, <laughs> it can't be that unfamily friendly. Don't tell your grandma, probably. Oh, I hope Ooh. my family doesn't listen. Guys, could we have t-shirts that have our logo on it and just say, Don't tell your grandma? <laughs> Yeah, instead cool. of the name of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. it's a close-up of the Reddit. Yes. Yeah, that that doesn't make us seem like child molesters at all. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man, but it would be a pretty good, uh, pretty good logo. I guess we could have the name of the podcast. Anyway, um, please tell your friends about us and and rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps. Um, if you get a friend to listen to the show, uh, let us know, and we will do something i don't know what we'll figure out a way to reward you for doing that because i don't like these promises (laughs) yeah well i haven't been very specific but (laughs) we can figure something out listen matt will send you a crisp 100 hundred dollar bill in the mail i will send you something from my desk drawer i have (laughs) i have desk drawers full of crap if you get somebody to listen oh my god matt craps in his desk drawers (laughs) not literally oh no this is a promise from me to our listeners if you but like not somebody who already listens if you get a new person to listen and you let me know and you tell me what your address is i will mail you something out of my desk drawer and maybe dox you but you know there's no promises i wouldn't dox you i listen if you listen to my podcast i will only protect you from the harm that the world has for you yeah we'll keep those robot cops away (laughs) yep it's true um uh if you want to get in touch with us you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at seeingreddit you can find me on twitter at kamikazepilot I'm on twitter my new uh, brand new I literally found two different online services that will delete all of your tweets and I deleted 154,000 tweets Jesus Uh, Christ you tweeted that much? Oh, that was that was after a couple months ago when I deleted everything that was like more than two years old. Holy Why cow. didn't you just start a new account for being? Because unmoney? I didn't want to lose all my followings and followers. I guess okay. Uh, so I deleted all my tweets, retweets, images, favorites, um, and started fresh. And it's only going to be, uh, it's not going to be like self-destructive things like I usually tweet. It's going to be things that I like and thoughts that I care about putting out into the world. Cool memes. <laughs> yeah, cool memes. Uh, definitely Just... still in Instagram cross posts that are uh, still in all lowercase and mostly pictures of anime, like usual. <laughs> so, if you want to follow Jeff, he's at coolmemes.biz. <laughs> oh, wait, now I have to check to see if I can buy that. <laughs> I'm going to Namecheap now. 
<laughs> oh my god, if I could buy coolmemes.biz. Uh, Louisa, do your plugs, but like... <laughs> stretch it out a little. So okay. I can tell you for sure if I'm getting coolmemes.biz. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Louisa Hearn. Very normal stuff. Pictures of food, mostly. Uh, Nothing unusual at all. <laughs> just normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, I find some people take pictures of like weird puddles or like a dead bird they saw with like poetry on it. I don't, I don't care for that. <laughs> so cool memes not business. Five dollars for the year. Oh my god, <laughs> is it Jeff, worth you have it? to do it. Wait, this is important. I'm going to a fairly significant work conference this coming week. Jeff, if you buy coolmemes.biz and give me an email on that domain, I will use, put that on all my business cards and hand it out. Matt at coolmemes.biz. It, <laughs> it's happening. Uh, okay, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Heronbird. And my account is locked, but just so my coworkers don't snoop, you can totally follow me and it's fine. And I talk about mostly things I like, sometimes things I hate, but... Uh, I keep it pretty cool, I think. Probably Can I not. say, I've gotten 28 new followers since we started doing this podcast that I don't know who they are. I, get, I hope that they're, like, mm-hmm. uh, listeners, I yeah. guess, right? Do you think yes. that that's possible? 28 people? Mm, it seems fake. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I want them to be bots, but I don't think that's they That's like are. a quarter of our listenership, though. But I am the only one of us who had an unlocked Twitter account the whole time. Yeah, that's true. So maybe. I mean, I have a podcast that gets uh, a lot more listeners than this. I couldn't do the math in my head just then in the middle of that sentence. Um, And I don't think I've gained very many Twitter followers for it, but also my tweets are bad. So maybe that's (laughs) part of it. Maybe your tweets are just good. I recently gained a bunch of porn bot followers, so that's nice. That really nice. inflates my numbers. <laughs> um, uh, so, are you done your plugs, Louisa? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, thanks to everyone who voted in our fantasy casting poll last Ooh. week. It was right. uh, who would play Jessica Fletcher from Murder She Wrote uh, mm-hmm. if it was cast today. Uh, the winner is Julianne Moore. No! Yeah! Yeah! Oh, I hate it. Jeff got it. Uh, second place was Louise's pick of Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Wait, I've got the title for this prequel reboot. It's Murder, She Writes. (laughs) That's pretty good, actually. Uh, third place was my choice of Alan Alda, which I assume is just because of sexism. Uh, and then last place was our wildcard, Bette Midler, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Pretty good all um, around. Thanks to everyone who's been mentioning us on Twitter. Thanks to uh, Copper. Thank you, uh, Copper. Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Copper just keeps. Spoilers. Every time I see that person's name, I think about um, the Fox and the Hound. Oh, yes. Oh, right. My yeah. name's Copper. I'm a hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to Turner. Uh, thanks Thank to Turner. Uh, the most honorable crazy dinosaur lady. Thank you, Dinosaur Lady. Oh, what's the at name on that? Is that Pokemaniac uh, Steph? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've interacted with that person a little bit. Uh, thanks to Sugar High, and thanks to Stephanie. Thank you, Sugar High. Thanks, uh, Who wants all of our polls to in- involve John Boyega. I, I understand <laughs> that desire, for sure. Um, uh, Sugar High has actually asked us to give a detailed description of Captain Transylvania on the air. Mm. Um 
Didn't I, we at one point, and I don't remember what it is. He's he's all monsters, which means he's part Cthulhu, and that's indescribable. Sorry. Mm, no, I mean I I have always pictured him as being a Frankenstein, but with wolf ears and uh, like a cape. <laughs> I have imagined him almost mm. exclusively as the DC Comics character Frankenstein, who looks like your yeah, standard Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. He, but he carries a big sword and has like a, a like American Revolution uh, vest on. Well, the real answer is that a while ago, our friend Chris drew a picture of Captain Transylvania, and we retweeted that on the Seeing Reddit Twitter account, and that is canon. Okay, but also, I think that this person is asking because they want to do some fan art, and we definitely encourage that, is all yes. mm-hmm. Anything you draw is canon. Thank you. Yes. The best thing yep. about uh, Captain Transylvania is because he's all monsters, that includes the shape-shifting monsters, so he can change shape at any time. Yeah. yeah, he can look like a Frankenstein, just regular if he wants. Yep, it's true. Uh, okay, well, thanks very much for listening. Please come back next week. Uh, but until next week, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Visit coolmemes.biz. Paperback writer! this time with the phone is anytime the motherboard got even slightly above room temperature, the screen would turn blue and the phone would turn off. Which meant I could do one activity at a time, either listen to a podcast or send a single text message with the brightness turned all the way down. Oh, man. Uh, I always wonder that. When I start my car up in the morning, it's super cold and I, like, do stuff to the radio and it, like, ghosts the screen, little digital screen. I'm like, aren't computers supposed to be better when it's cold? <laughs> this computer's having a lot of trouble. Computers are, but liquid crystals aren't. Yeah, well, there's the issue. it's all microchips. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I, when I was in uh, Arizona for work a few years ago, uh, it was so hot outside that if I was standing outside and tried to use my phone, it would, like, instantly overheat and shut down. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and I I was every time that happened, I was like, "If this isn't a temperature that is safe for my phone to be operating at, (laughs) it almost certainly isn't a temperature for me to be, you know, (laughs) standing around in in a shirt and tie." And then you realize that the doctor you were telling this to was actually just a cactus. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, the doctor was Pagliacci or your mother. (laughs) 